Hey, and welcome to episode six. I'm so excited to welcome you to this space. And I've got an amazing episode for you today. Um, and just wanted to share with you a client win. Um, it's just been such a delight to get to know the women that are in the Contentment Studio community and hear their amazing stories, um, such as uh, just a military wife just feeling so much more connected to her husband and having him um, send her a spreadsheet of all the ways that he's going to be her hero and take care of all the things when he gets home. So he's just, um, it's so on his mind. And then also um, she had expressed a desire to get pregnant and out of nowhere, he, um, from across the world, he um, expressed willingness to um, father his next child with her. And um, that was um, in response really to the way she was showing up um, from across the world in just such consistent gratitude and respect. So such an awesome, awesome win um, to feel so connected uh, during a deployment. So let's dive into this episode. If you're a born-again Christian wife and you want to experience joy and abundant life while being a respectful wife, this is your show. My name is Lucy Martin and I'm a licensed therapist in the state of Maine and I'm also a certified relationship coach. I have the marriage of my dreams and I want that for you too. This is the show that's going to help you get there no matter how far gone things are right now. This is about inspiration and how magnetic biblical womanhood can really be. And it's also full of tons of super practical action steps you can take today. So let's dive in and see what God has for us. So for our story and call to action today, I'm going to talk about sex. So um, before I found the six intimacy skills, this was actually a really big pain point for me, which just feels so far from my experience now. Um, I had a story, very painful um, experience going on um, before I found the skills that um, we were unevenly matched and that I had a lot more interest in an energy for sex than my husband did and, and really you know, entertain thoughts of that being a deal breaker and just unworkable, like it was that bad. And I would kind of, um, you know, get dressed in lingerie and he would just be staring at his phone and I would just feel so rejected and just burst into tears. So you can kind of picture that scene, <laughs> not fun, super unfun, just a lot of um, crying myself to sleep, feeling rejected after um, kind of initiating and being rebuffed. And there were actually times that he um, and I would talk about it and he would really suggest that I just let him do the initiating. And um, he still in the moment just wasn't um, able to actually do that until I uh, kind of found the skills and Laura Doyle's books and um, the way that she talks about sex. 
And I was able to see that I was turning him off by um, taking that masculine role. And so I really did um, stop and just, I took better care of myself. So I was um, staying kind of more stable emotionally. So I wasn't um, so vulnerable to um, feeling rejection. And um, then I would just kind of bring my own thing to do to bed. So just a book to read or something and just kind of stay um, on my own paper that way. I'm just happy in my own um, little world. And lo and behold, um, as I was showing him respect, which is um, like an aphrodisiac uh, to men and just treating him um, more masculine and um, just being more feminine, kind of changing my head and being um, more quiet and certainly smiling more, um, more relaxed from all this self great self-care I was doing, all of a sudden um, he started to very dramatically pursue me, um, which for me was a good thing. And I know some of you listening are going to say, yeah, I am getting way too much of that attention and I do not want it. Um, I totally hear you, and I've actually been in that position as well um, in my first marriage. So I'm going to tell you that um, the six intimacy skills are like a miracle cure for these issues. Um, when I had a recent client telling me, um, when I first spoke with her, she told me um, how repelled she was by her husband and how he just kind of wouldn't leave her alone. And um, when I checked back in with her later, after she'd been practicing the skills for not very long, um, maybe a month, a month and a half, she um, said, oh, that issue just went away. So this is something that um, people teach as like a polarized marriage, which is where you get to be your feminine self and he gets to be his masculine self. And when, um, when he's getting to be that, he's actually... Um, super attractive. So it's, it, it kind of, um, has a way of taking care of itself. And I'll give you an example. Um, the old me used to always be like, I've got the groceries and carry them in. When I found the skills, I used to, I started to, um, text him like with my ETM be like, I'd love some help bringing the groceries in. And I actually wouldn't bring any groceries in. I just kind of bring my own stuff in and make myself a cup of tea. And then he got to be the hero, bring all the groceries in. And I just like um, so much gratitude. And I get to feel like a princess and just receive that um, amazing being feeling of being taken care of. Um, those little interactions, just building up um, throughout every day, like just they, um, they just bring the spark back and there's really no other way to say it. And um, yeah, it can be really fun. So I just wish you um, all the best with that. I'd love to hear how it goes. So my invitation for action is just for you. Like how would it fit for you to um, just allow him to be the one to initiate? And then when he does initiate to um, simply uh, just go along for the ride so um, not make it so much about whether you feel like it or you don't, but just kind of um, staying open and receptive and in the moment and just um, 
being as as open, willing, and receptive as you can, um, kind of thing, and just um, really like allowing yourself to um, go with the flow in that area and trust the process. And I'll be asking you how things are going on Facebook. Julie, I'm so excited to talk to you. Julie Cole is my fellow certified Laura Doyle relationship coach and my friend. And I'm just super excited to dive in and talk about skills and biblical womanhood and marriage. Um, so let's start out by just talking about um, your walk with Jesus. Sure. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me, Lucy. Um, I'd love to talk about Jesus. So that's good. <laughs> um, yeah. So for me, um, I was introduced to Christ early on in my life. You know, my, I had like a Christian family and, um, and for me, my kind of crisis of faith came kind of early. I think I was probably about 13. I think it's real common for girls around that age to just start asking the questions and having the fears. And, um, I even see that in my own teen teenage daughters as they've grown past that phase that that just kind of happens. But, um, I just really, really remember at that stage in my life, um, starting to ask that question, like, well, what, um, what if I just believe this? Cause that's what my parents believe. And, um, what, what if it's not true? And I just remember, um, a pretty long season of just going to sleep every night, in dread, just like, what if, what if it's not true? What if there is no God? And what if, um, when I die, there's just nothing. I really remember just being really, um, like I'd go to sleep crying every night because I was so just terrified, honestly, that, um, not even of hell, not even of anything like that. I just was afraid of nothing. I think I was afraid of no hope. Um, and, um, I, I remember a couple of months of just this sense of dread. Um, and, uh, at some point I just knew that I couldn't live in that space. And, um, you know, there's, there's this leap that sometimes happens with faith where you, you, there is, you cannot know, <laughs> you cannot know until you just jump through that waterfall of fear and just choose to believe, even if you don't have all the evidence to be sure, sure, sure. So, um, at my young age of 13, I, I just was like, you know what, God, I just have to believe right now just to, just to have some hope. And, um, for me, that was such a beautiful place for him to meet me in the, in that simple childlike faith that, um, I just chose to believe and, and say, Jesus, I'm just going to believe even though I don't know. And, um, and that was, that was God's work, I'm sure, <laughs> mostly, but, um, and then later in high school, uh, I, I kind of, um, you know, I was always kind of a good girl. I, I love to follow the rules. I actually have this memory of, um, thinking like, maybe I could make it a whole day without sinning. And so like, I'd be like, if I'm really, if I pay really close attention, maybe I can make it through the whole day without sinning. And I could never do it. I could never do it. Like I could never, I'd always know that I'd just been really kind of mean in my mind, even if I didn't say anything, like, I just knew that I couldn't be perfect. And it, that was of some dismay to me. <laughs> 
So I know that's not how everyone comes to Christ, but I definitely came from that more. Boy, I sure would like just to know the playbook and I, I'll try to do it. And then I just found over time that I was just terrible at being perfect. And um, I really later in high school um, began my journey of surrender to God's plan for my life and his way of being and um, his leading to each layer that I could uncover about myself and about what he had planned. And um, so that was kind of the beginning of my journey with Jesus for sure. Oh, I love that. You're so authentic. I love your, your authenticity and so relatable, like just, yeah. Glad to know I'm not alone. Like, nope, can't make it through the day. (laughs) That's not, not what it's about. And I can relate to that perfectionism too. Mm -hmm. And then the surrender and just even I was, it went through my mind like, wow, because I know a little bit of your story from listening to episode 195 of the Empowered Wife podcast, which I recommend people check out and I'll drop that in the show notes. Um, But just that relationship of surrender must have really come in handy when you went through what you went through in your marriage, because I was really struck when I listened to the episode you know, I never heard you say anything about betrayal, trauma, or I, I know we're kind of jumping ahead and people haven't heard your story yet, but mm-hmm. um, it was just sounded like you handled it with such amazing amount of strength and grace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah, let me back up a little and yeah. rather than recapping the whole thing, which I don't think is really necessary for what we're doing today. Um, so the short of it is that I married, um, a man going into ministry and I like loved, I love that. I love that we were just going to be following God together and we were going to make a difference. And, um, I was, we were both really passionate about all of that. And, um, so I knew it was going to be great and perfect. (laughs) And, (laughs) and, um, yeah. So we just did what every young couple does. And we just, um, jumped in. I think a lot of people who are in ministry, they just jump in thinking that, Oh, well, this is where God's leading. So it's going to be easy, right? <laughs> it's gonna, You know, we just have to love God and it'll all work out. And, um, I think we can all now see that that is almost never the case, uh, that ministry, especially, is um, very difficult uh, because there are people involved and there are is my own imperfection and my own weaknesses and my husband's own weaknesses. So, um, so we were, um, you know, our children were little and my husband was running off every day to be a hero to all the needy needs in the world and the church. And um, I was acclimating to being a mother, which was rocky um, understanding <laughs> how to be a mother in this modern day and age, uh, is, I don't know. I think that I just didn't, I didn't, I didn't know about that either. I didn't know how to do that either, you know? And although I thought I pretended like I did (laughs) and I, you know, and, um, and I did a lot of correcting my husband, a lot of controlling that I, I can see in retrospect now, you know, just dumb things like, changing diapers and folding towels, you know, just the typical things <laughs> that everyone can relate to. And um, so there was a general sense of 
he was winning over here and he was failing at home because he wasn't measuring up to whatever standard it was that I had that I couldn't even meet. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was really, really um, completely blindsided when it came out that he had had an, he was having an affair. And um, I just really, really like, I know it happens, but I, it wasn't me. It wasn't going to be us. And, and we did have such a great connection and people really looked up to us and we, we were, we were doing it, you know, and that was what people wanted. They, they wanted to be passionate about God. They wanted to, um, you know, know things and (laughs) have experiences and travel places. And, um, and, uh, it just was shocking to everyone else too, to have this kind of fall happen. And, um, one of the reasons I try to talk about it for two reasons. One is that, um, I didn't have the luxury of privately suffering because it was such a public disgrace. And a lot of people who face um, infidelity, like they get to kind of suffer silently. I don't know if I, if get to is the right word, but, um, you know, maybe only a few people know about that. And when you're in a public station, um, there's just not that, that luxury. So for me, number one, I couldn't, couldn't hide it. I had to, I had to be willing to talk about it, um, or at least acknowledge that it was part of my story. And, um, yeah, so that was one part of it. And then also I began to see that there was just no safe place for people who are struggling in that way, especially if they were in ministry. And for me, this has been an ongoing thing that I need. Like, I feel like, I don't know, maybe there's, there's a place for my pain to be of help to other women who are either in ministry or just in general dealing with infidelity. So, yeah, that's so good. Yeah. That's so needed. And I love, I love the way you said that so powerful. Um, and that was absolutely what I thought of when I heard your story too, it's just like, wow, this is going to help so many women that you've um, been through this and now you're a coach. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God works in wonderful ways, uses all things for good, mm-hmm. takes what the enemy meant for evil. Uses it 100%. For- yep. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about how it changed your marriage when you found the skills. Sure. Yeah. So, um, so interestingly, uh, when, when we've, you know, the the that whole ugly part of our story was pretty early on it was like you know we've been married over 20 years now and that was kind of in the seven year range you know really early on and once we navigated all that um we you know moved to in with his parents because we just it was a total life rebuild at that point um and we were part of a, a church that was well this is how i i really see it god always provides the right the right provision at the right time. Um, and for us at that time, he provided a church body that was, was specially sculpted for our need in that season. And, um, I remember the pastor of the church, it was the pastor of the church that his parents had been going to states and states away. Um, and when they shared with him what was going on with their son, um, he asked if he could call 
and support him in any way before he, they ever knew we were going to move there. Like what kind of pastor is like, you know what I'd like to get involved in is helping, <laughs> helping that kind of a disaster. And it was, it was ugly. Um, but it really spoke volumes to us about the power, the power of the gospel and um, the hope that and maturity in that church leadership that um, things can be redeemed and recovered even when they're just disastrous. So when we moved there, they were there with open arms, ready to help um, rebuild my husband. Uh, and I am forever grateful for the contribution of that church body during that season of our life. And even in our small group, um, they did a series on love and respect at some point that was was actually kind of helpful at that juncture and gave us some like fodder to start to build some healthier patterns. Um, it wasn't quite practical enough for me to like see right. all of the, all of the ways that I was still struggling to know how to show up in my marriage. Um, but it was what I needed at that season. And we had, we had some good years and some good ups. Um, and for me, the big next breakdown came, um, I think when, I don't know, you know how life is. It just has ups and downs. It just does. It just does. It has stressful things that happen. It has job losses and it has illness. It, my husband had a big season where his back, he had um, chronic back pain and because he'd had spinal fusion, like tons of things I won't get into, but um but that really gave me opportunities to be like, well, I've got to take care of this. I've got to fix this. I've got to, you know, I've got to stand up. And and I, I really took um, control of a lot of things I didn't need to, a lot of things that out of my own fear, you know, that I, I thought I had to. Um, and I think that squeeze was the opportunity to have like another breakdown. So I started to really feel some of the similar disconnections from earlier in our marriage. And it really kind of scared me. Not that he would repeat the same failures, but that I knew things weren't right, you know? Um, yeah. So that's kind of what brought me to seeking again, I guess. Um, and we, oh, and we, I, I, so at that point I was like, I think we need to go to marriage counseling. That was, yeah, that was, that was kind of the next juncture is like, you know, something's not right, you know, and it's probably you. Yeah. <laughs> It's probably you counselor to explain it to you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, so we, we went to a counselor for, I don't know, maybe six months and she was a nice lady and she, there was nothing she said that was wrong. It just, it was almost like she could like almost, we could see where some of the rubs were, but we couldn't see any of the solutions. And, um, so that was frustrating, I think for him and for me to feel like, well, we're going and we're doing this thing, but like, I don't know if it's helping. Um, and so we eventually just stopped going and, um, yeah. And it just kind of, we just went on gruelingly for a couple of years, it, it, which is funny. Cause he, I don't know that he sees it all together that way. <laughs> it's funny how we see it different, it different ways. You know, he has a high tolerance for me being difficult, I guess, <laughs> but, um, but I don't, you know, I don't have a high tolerance for me being difficult and him, you know, having my eyes all over his paper and not my own. Um, 
So yeah, so I had a friend who recommended, you know, I kind of had said one day like, oh, you know, marriage is hard sometimes. And she had said, well, I, you know, I used to think so too. And I, I read this book that really helped me build, like learn some skills and tools for building intimacy. And she says, well, I don't know if you're ready to hear it. <laughs> I love that part of this story. I don't know if you're ready to hear that. I'll have to remember that one. <laughs> It was like, so it was like, you had to check it out then. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, mm, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I totally know what she means too. Um, yeah. It's great. It's awesome. And I love this about marriage doesn't have to be hard. That's actually um, going to be on the episode before you too. Cause that was like such a big topic in the last interview that I did with my friend Jill um, in yeah, we've just been talking about that a lot, like in my Facebook group, and it's just been a topic, like how there's a lot of that um, among like Christians, even, you know, just that um, marriage is hard, but it's sanctifying, but it's kind of like, it's really, you know, where you just have to like, grit your teeth and get right. suffer through. I feel like, I feel like now, I really think it's as hard as I make it. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Like that, that's optional. <laughs> I mean, life can be hard for sure, but um, even that isn't as hard after you've been practicing the skills from, in my experience, yeah. like I have a lot of pa painful things in my life that I don't have control over, but after practicing the skills for you know, a number of years now, like I just, I don't know, they don't hit me the same way at all. And, and it feels actually it's the first time I've ever felt like when Jesus says my, you know, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. I, yes. I actually, for the first time in my life, really believe that. Yes. Um, and that if it isn't, it maybe is because I'm carrying more than he has for me. Yes. You know? Carrying mm -hmm. someone else's burden. It's not meant, meant for you. Um, yeah. 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 For sure. Mm -hmm. it's so sweet I when Jesse and I were dating he actually said to me life is hard but love is easy mm -hmm. he had just this I was like and later I, I was like where did you get that from he's like I don't know <laughs> <laughs> he I just can see it that's yeah. like a, a, he, he came up with that or the Holy Spirit told him that and, and just, I love that I love that life mm -hmm. is hard but love is easy it's like um yeah so beautiful yeah yeah. And I think my husband would probably say similarly, because even, even when he like listened to my podcast, he thought, he told me, he said, I thought it was so interesting how my perception and your perception of events can be so different, you know? And it's not that he thought things were like good, but he just didn't think they were as bad as they felt to me. And maybe that was part of the problem is I was like, so fixated on like, ah, you know, all the things in me that were not okay. Um, that it just made everything feel awful. Yeah. Needless emotional turmoil, perhaps. 100%. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I can relate to that too. Um, Jesse actually said that to me, like when I wanted to be in coaching, he said, um, he said, I'm just not seeing what you're seeing as far as like our marriage needing improvement. And yeah. Well, and actually that's probably really common. And part of the reason yeah. why men, you tell them that they need to go to marriage counseling, they're like, why? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. maybe part of the reason too, why, um, 
I don't know. I think some women don't like this idea that, that we're keepers of the relationship, but like, I care so much about it. I want it to be awesome. I want us to be awesome. And, um, I think that's probably something God has put in me to be, be a caretaker of in a sense. Um, and, and together we can fill those gaps, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's amazing. The things you don't know that you don't know. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Like when you were, so one thing that stood out to me when I was listening to Laura Doyle's interview with you was when you said that you felt like he saw you as an adversary mm-hmm. when you were just like being you, like you weren't, you didn't think you were being adversarial. Right. So like, how do you understand that now? Yeah, I think, cause I do, I just can remember, especially when, well, first of all, I'll say, my husband doesn't actually mind fighting. <laughs> he, he kind of likes conflict, you know, like he not, not in a, like, he's just kind of, you know, when I listened, for example, I listened to him having a conversation on the phone. I was nearby with his friend the other day and they were talking about some theological issue and they were like, nah, 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 nah. and I thought, Oh my gosh, if we had been having this conversation, I would have been so shut down or just like, it, it just felt so aggressive to me, but they, and they got to the end and they were like, all right. And they like hung up and they, there was no love lost. And that was just their way of being with each other. And, um, I didn't know how to do that early in our marriage or even most of our marriage with him because he was just being how he is in those kinds of conversations. And, um, he, if if to me, it starts to feel scary or just not the way I want to have a conversation, um, then it starts to feel like adversarial. Uh, but as far as, um, that string through the course of our relationship, I remember, yeah, I remember I'd, I'd say like, I don't know why you see me as your adversary. And, and he'd be like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like he, he could never see that. Um, but there were things that like about how I was showing up that were triggering that kind of uh, conversation for him. Like the question asking, you know, like, well, you know, why are you doing it this way or da, 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 or, um, and he would jump into combat mode. Um, and to him, it was fine. To me, it didn't feel like it just, I, I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't. And so yeah. you're saying that that doesn't happen as often anymore. Oh no. Um, I mean, I can't remember the last time we had like a fight as I would define it. Um, but we have gotten really good at having conversations that are about things that in the past would have escalated to what I would have called like a, an argument. Um, and he would have been frustrated at the end, like, I don't even know what I did wrong. And, um, <laughs> you know, so now, um, when I come to like a, a topic, if, if I, if I, if there's a topic I do want to talk to him about, or that I, I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll engage in this. Um, I just bring so much more respect to it in, in the way that I know he can hear, you know, I think my understanding of respect is so different. Um, I do a lot more of, um, a lot more aversions of, I hear you, uh, because I want to understand what he's saying. And actually I've grown to really respect 
what he has to say in his perspective, even if he doesn't say it how I would say it, deliver it how I would deliver it. And I've, I've really witnessed a lot of times where, and he's in other environments and other conversations. And I'm like, oh, I wouldn't have said it that way, but whatever way he did was, was fine. And maybe accomplished a better outcome than if I had done it my way. Um, so I think I've really grown more of a confidence in, um, there being a place for a different way. Like it doesn't always have to be my way. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. How do you like, if someone has never heard of the skills before, like, how would you explain? Because mm-hmm. I feel like mo- most of us Christian wives, like, share a basic intention to be respectful or yeah. an understanding that respect is important. Um, mm-hmm. However, like, you and I, we probably, like, once you see what respect, like, I feel confidence that I know what respect looks like to a man and the main reason that I feel that confidence is just because I've seen what it's done in our marriage and to Jesse's confidence like just to our marriage and to like how much it's given um I mean Jesse has just changed so much in that like by being fed that daily daily vitamins of respect on a consistent basis every day and like being championed in that way so I guess like how would you explain it to um, maybe a Christian wife that's new to this idea like what's the difference between um I don't know like what what's the difference between your understanding of respect now and just kind of what Mm -hmm. what your understanding was before you learned about the skills? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a super question. Um, I think before I thought respect was, I see a thing that's respectable in my husband and I respect that, um, which was much more of a, you get respect if I think you're respectable. And um, it put the burden uh, on him to fit into my definition of what, what was respectable. And that was so narrow. It was so narrow. It was very limiting and it was very judgmental, honestly. Um, and it's, I think it's a vein that's in our culture too. Like, you know, you have to earn my respect kind of idea. Um, and I get that there's a lot of unrespectable behavior out there. And certainly my husband exercised his right to be, you know, do some very disrespect, disrespectful and unrespectable things early in our marriage that he paid dearly for. Um, but what I tell women now is that respect is more about making space for him to be a respectable man and believing the best in him and even believing that maybe just maybe God has something to say and lead him in that he hasn't given me insight into and to trust and believe that his way of thinking has not just some merit, but maybe even better merit. And that there's something um, powerful and mysterious about that. Um, And that's been my experience for sure, as I've um, really considered like what it means to you know, like in Ephesians, when it talks about, um, you know, husbands love your wives and wives respect your husbands. And this is a picture of Christ in the church. And I've, I mean, I've read that a thousand times over the years, but I never 
really felt it until I was practicing respect in the way that it, it really means. Um, so when I, when I talk to women about respect, um, it's really just inviting them to like experience differently. Um, yeah. And I'm not sure that you can totally grasp it unless you're practicing more skills. Right. <laughs> Yeah. It, it, I think it, for me, it grew into my definition grew more whole and more um, healthy when I was practicing all the different skills that contribute to intimacy. Yes. Yeah, for sure. I agree. Uh, I love that. I'm so glad I asked you that because I, I really um, appreciated your your explanation. And it's really similar to my experience. Um has been just so profound with really like experiencing yeah. kind of um even the righteousness of Christ like in my husband um through his he's just his faith is so deep and like there's just a different voice I guess of like yeah the way he hears the spirit kind of thing and like the way it comes through is just like it's very different um and it always speaks like lately you know kind of I, I I like more and more as I've grown in the skills I guess and just grown in my ability to receive it yeah. um, I can like really receive a lot of um of life like him mm -hmm. speaking life into my life um, mm -hmm. really um very amazing yeah. to always have like access to that kind of thing like overwhelming, mm -hmm. and, and I just like open up to him and then all of a sudden I get like an impartation of like it's it just feels like very um it's so different mm -hmm. in, um than my perspective mm -hmm. so helpful yeah because of that yeah absolutely I, i'd love to show you one a conversation i had today with my husband actually yeah. um great because i'd kind of been thinking about this idea and and brought it up today at lunch um but he said or i remember early in our marriage we had there was like this um regular conflict about like, I'd try to share with him and he tried to fix it. Right. Like yeah. this was dynamic, you know, like I'd share something, he tried to fix it. And I'd be like, I'm just trying to share. Like, I just want you to listen. I don't want you to try to fix it. And I, and um, I, I think I, we even got some marital advice at some point, you know, like that sounded very, very uh, right, but it wasn't right. Which was yeah. like, you know, ask your wife, do you want me to fix this or just listen? You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I realized today for the first time that I have a totally different view of that now that why would like, why would I share something in my husband with my husband that I didn't, wouldn't want him to help me try to fix. <laughs> totally. You know, and yeah, um, I it, fix things all the time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And if, if there's something that is beyond, and so I shared this idea with him and he goes, oh yeah, yeah, no, I remember that. He goes, that's why I started asking you, like, don't you have like some girlfriends that right. you can talk to this yeah. about? That's and what I, I talk to my girlfriends it. about now. Like this yeah. is, we just want to be heard and like get some empathy. Yeah. Yes. And yes. I, and uh, I remember when he, I, it, like, it took me back to an argument about when he said like this thing about, you know, you need some girlfriends. I took such offense to that. Yeah. Like, like I have friends, but, um, I want you to listen to me endlessly about how I feel yes. about things. <laughs> and now I can see it so differently, but, um, what I, what the end of the conversation was, was just that, um, he is different than me, but 
for me to ask him to function um, other than as a man, right. in our marriage as a, a fixer, as a hero, as a, you know, a little bit more, uh, you know, uh, logical in his way of seeing certain things. Um, and not that he doesn't have any emotions, but he's just, he, that's one of his strengths, you know, to, so yeah. to begin to see that God can work through my husband um, in a very effective way, if I let him do his part and his way and don't take offense to it. And, and when I, if I need a friend to go like, listen to me endlessly, I have them now. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I love that. That's so well said. And it's so true. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I can so relate to that, like having endless uh, conversations about that over the years, like the 12 years in my first marriage and, you know, Mm -hmm. just never figuring that one out even though I kind of like you would talk about it there would be like a general understanding of that people would laugh at it like that video of like why don't you just take the nail out of your head <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen that <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so yeah but all of a sudden when I found this because it all sort of started to like effortlessly make sense yeah yeah and we found our ways to connect um yeah where we and I don't feel like there's anything lacking at all like you said there's just um there's a lot of women in the world half the world is women so there's lots yeah of yeah I can find an ear that'll listen longer than yeah. you want to that's fine <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the places to empty the basket mm-hmm. unpack yeah. everything mm-hmm. yep. yeah which is yeah God's plan is good mm-hmm. um well, I'd love to ask you to pray for our listeners um, while we wrap up. It's been such a joy to talk with you. I'd love to talk with you again sometime. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh, Father God, I pray now for every woman listening. I pray that you would just bring to her the next resource that she needs during this season of her life, the next blind spot that you want to reveal to her not for condemnation, but for deliverance and freedom, um, for the addition of an easy and light yoke that is meaningful as as we walk with you, Jesus. Thank you so much for your patience and your grace toward us. And I pray your blessing for the women who will hear this, this podcast today. And I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. So Julie, if, um, if someone wants to find you um, for coaching or um, just to connect with you, how, how can she do that? Yeah. Um, so I've got a growing online resource that I'm calling on my paper and it's at um, empoweredchristianwife.com. So we'll see how, what that grows into over the next months and years and they can find me there. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'd be so grateful if you would just take a sec to support this ministry by writing a review of this podcast. If you do so and send me a screenshot, I'll send you a shorter version of the really lovely devotional workbook that I've been giving to all my new members. And I'd love to spread the hope and empowerment that this work brings far and wide. So please consider sharing an episode with a friend. 
Also, I'd love to welcome you into the Contentment Studios free Facebook community. It's the community that goes with this podcast where it's just a fun, positive space where we talk about these skills, dive into God's word together and pray together. We are building something super special that I know you would love.